Night Talk on your number one news and talk station. It's 20 minutes after nine o'clock. As mentioned, speaking to the CFO of South Africa's newest stock exchange called for Africa Exchange, joined on the line by Lindiwe Nlela. And if you have some questions about the newest player in the stock exchange space, you can give us a call on 021-446-0567-011-883-0702 or send, send us your SMSs on 31702 and 31567. Lindiwe, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Goku. How are you? We're very well, thank you. And yourself? I'm fine, thank you. So, how does one end up being licensed or having the newest stock exchange in the country? What does that process entail? Sure. For us, it's been um, a very long process. Um, but it entails quite a number of things. Um, just high level without boring your listeners late night. Um, but it just basically, you got to show um, capacity in a number of ways. Um, essentially, you got to show that, prove that you've got the platform to trade. And obviously, that platform has to meet certain requirements. Um, a few of them being essentially um, things like um, market surveillance. It's got to show that it's, it's able to, to prevent um, basically abuse of, of the system um, within the, the trading space. You've got to obviously show capital adequacy. Uh, obviously, starting up a stock exchange is no mean, is not an easy feat, you know. So you've got to show that um, you've got the capacity to, to keep the exchange going, which obviously at the core of it speaks to investor protection, you know, to, to make sure that you don't fall apart tomorrow, you know, mm. and people don't lose their money. Um, so there's literally a lot of loopholes that one has to um, to go through uh, with the regulator to ensure that you are issued your license and you are good to go. And how many years does this process take? Sure. It's, um, it's been quite a process. I think for us, um, 4AX basically started this process um, from 2014. Initially, obviously, drafting the, the listing requirements, the exchange requ- uh, rules, all of that costs money. Uh, you got to seek legal counsel in a number of things. Um, and I think the biggest cost and time-consuming um, process has also been building up the technology. You know, you got to prove capacity in terms of your platform and your technology prior to you actually getting the license. So it's quite a laborious process, obviously, in, in getting yourself geared up and ready to actually start the application process. Um, but yeah, as I said, um, the, the, the whole registration and concept and uh, business plan of 4AX has been a journey since 2004. And eventually, um, all of those was put together last year and finalized, and the license was issued in August 2016. So when you get that license issued, what then happens? Mm-hmm. Um, then um, there's a whole other processes, um, Goku. Um, you, you obviously got to um, start making sure that you introduce yourself to the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, people and how need do you to do know that? You. How do you introduce yourself? It's, it's, it's various strategies. Um, I mean, obviously, those who are in the space would 
would know of you because prior to you actually going out there, your your, your listing requirements, your, your 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 exchange rules, all of that goes out for public comment. So people who are active and participating in the financial services and market space would know of it initially. Um, but the rest of it, literally, once you are up and operational, is you need to define your marketing strategy. But obviously, speaking to the market players is your biggest um, is where where one should actually start. So you should look at um, talking to your brokers, um, talking to your corporate finance houses, who are essentially your advisors and um, the parties and the companies that people go to yeah, when they have capital requirements needs and uh, and so forth and obviously they advise them also in 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 the process of listing how to list and and ongoing obligations that one needs to have to stay listed in a stock exchange Mm -hmm. so you gotta obviously start with your initial players and obviously then the media does play a role as well in, in 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 getting the word out there but obviously the regulator does the same thing too once the license has been issued um even when you do make changes to your requirements or your listing requirements or your exchange rules, all of that gets published as well. Mm. So that information does become in the public domain, but um, you got to obviously have an effective um, and uh, strategy, a marketing strategy on how you go to market and how you put yourself out there. And I must say, it's obviously a challenge within South Africa in the sense that um, we... We, we, we operate in, in, in a space or in, in an economy where we've had one player in the space or one stock exchange for so long to a point where when you mention that uh, you are part of a stock exchange, the immediate response is, oh, the JSE, you know what I mean? Um, the, the, the exchange, the, 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 the stock market has become synonymous with the JSE. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously how you communicate it to the layman where you have to start by breaking down the fact that Yes, it's it's similar to the JSE, but it's not the JSE, whereas people who operate in the space already know that, you know. So it's, it's really understanding who are you talking to um, when you're putting word out there and saying, hey, we are open. So who are you talking to? Who is 4AX4? Which, uh, you know, individuals are you looking for to get involved with uh, for Africa Exchange? Okay, so it's it, it's literally multiple parties. Um, for the issuers, which are the companies that would get their um, themselves listed on on the exchange and start trading their their equities. For those companies, we are essentially going into market looking to service the retail space. And yes, we are also able to service the institutional market. Um, but initially, as we're going into market, we are targeting um, companies with a market capitalization of between 100 million up to um, 8 billion rands. And that is your issuers, which are the companies that are coming on board. And then obviously, you got to look at your brokers because to trade on, on our market, you need to trade via a broker. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, we do have one broker, um, a trade, uh, and the information is available on our website. And essentially, then we are now going to market and talking to other brokers. And we obviously have designed a system that is so easy for any broker's technology to integrate with ours. And in doing so, we're also trying to foster and promote um, 
the the the, the images of 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 of, of smaller and um, up and coming and imaging brokers to come and actually participate and join and sign up with our exchange. Mm-hmm. And who else are we talking to? Um, so, so it's literally all the key players. And then we're also then talking to what we call issuer agents in, 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 in current language that is known as your sponsors, which I've, I've, spoke, I've, I've mentioned earlier on. It's like your, your, your corporate finance house. So those are the parties that if company A needs to, needs to raise capital, it's, it's your corporate finance house that I will approach to say, please do assist me. I need to raise capital of so much for expansion or for whatever purpose. And they will then advise um, whether they can raise the capital for you using your, basically through finding private investors or will advise you if you need to list to put yourself out there to raise the capital. And they will then help you to put together um, the documentation that you need to list on a stock exchange, um, make sure that you are compliant with the listing requirements of that particular exchange. So essentially, those are like the key parties that we are engaging with to make sure that we put word out there and um, we market ourselves as a new platform. What does uh, more players in the stock exchange space mean for me as a consumer? So as an ordinary person, perhaps who's working a job, I have a pension, um, I have kids, I perhaps have a mortgage, I have vehicle finance. What does this actually mean for me? Because I can perhaps hear maybe what it could mean for business and big business. But why is this so important for just ordinary South Africans? When people ask you, why should I care about new players in the space? Why is it important? Okay. Coco, it's very multidimensional. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, we, 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 I mean, you, you, you've mentioned about I've got my pension fund. And in fact, quite frankly, people don't realize that how much they participate in the stock exchange, even though they're not actively participating because your funds are actually invested in a stock exchange or in, in shares that are listed in a stock exchange. But having said that, um, let's start with an individual like Google who's looking for an alternative way to save money. So we're trying to obviously encourage the culture of saving. And a lot of people um, are struggling to, or not really struggling, or aren't really active participants in, in, in the stock market for a whole range of reasons. Um, it's it's Currently, it's, it's seen as a very elitist or inaccessible platform mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't understand when you switch on your, 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 your TV and you see all those graphs a lot of people don't understand what it actually means and also if you do actually go on the platform and you try and trade the cost is a bit too much because Coco you don't want to put down a thousand rands of your savings and before it, it, it's even invested you've already lost a huge chunk of it to cost with brokers mm-hmm. and all sorts of parts that are involved in the system. But we essentially are providing a platform whereby uh, we've looked at that. We've looked at accessibility of investments by the layman in the streets and looking at the cost element of it. And, um, and, 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 and as we've said, it's not just for the companies. Um, so one of the unique features that we offer, Google, is um, we are one of the, in fact, we are the only exchange that allows the listing of new ventures. So what does that mean? Um, and we've seen how um, the job sectors and the opportunities have sh- are shrinking and there's so many uh, graduates out there with great ideas who are entrepreneurial but actually can't find employment mm-hmm. or can't find access to capital and have 
brilliant business plans. So we are basically an exchange that actually gives you an opportunity to say, yes, you may not have a three-year trading history, which is a requirement in most of exchanges, but you've got a very credible business plan. It's a bankable idea, and um, it's been signed off by an accountant and so forth, and there's certain requirements. We can then allow you to actually put your, um, list your venture on our, on, on our exchange and thereby giving you a means and ways to put yourself out there and to actually give you an opportunity to raise capital of which would be difficult in an other traditional sense, not even in a normal financial institution would you be able to raise capital to find most new ventures. And we know that that is one of the struggles of most SMEs. So that is also an opportunity that is there for people um, who are not necessarily running big institutional companies. Um, That does answer some of my question. And then a follow-up question is around, so you're not the only new players. So there's um, 4AX, which is you guys. There's A2X. There's also ZARX, Mm -hmm. uh, which I guess is a good thing that we're seeing more competition in the space. Um, But uh, if I remember correctly, you guys had um, wanted the regulator to perhaps re-look at... um, the licensing of another player in um, in in the space. Uh, I think it was ZARX in particular. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 what was that uh, uh, conflict about? That particular matter. Coco, I would actually prefer to refrain from having that discussion right now because I think it's it's too detailed the matter, and I don't think we have sufficient time. Um, all that information is actually available is in the public domain. The court papers have been launched. But I, I just think um, in the time frame that we have, it's, I would not be giving it sufficient um, time to, 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 to really get to the crux of the matter. I would not give it enough justice, to be quite mm. honest. And okay. I would prefer not to get into it. That's all right. And then in terms of who regulates uh, uh, operations like yours, is it the Saab, uh, the South African Reserve Bank? Is it uh, the Financial Services Board? Um, how does the regulation space here work? It's the Financial Services Board that regulates us. Um, and in terms of the kind of, I guess, um, ongoing regulation, I mean, we we know South Africa's financial institutions or its financial sector some of the best in the world because of um, the regulation. Um, mm-hmm. For someone who may be considering, and I mean, it's a long-term thing, getting into the space, I mean, what is the process of compliance, the process of uh, ensuring that you are compliant with the various regulations, with the FSB? Um, you know, where would you start uh, in terms of ensuring that you're compliant in that space? Kuku, um, we particularly are governed by the Financial Management Act. Um, so that would essentially be the first place for anybody who wants to operate in the financial market space. I think um Essentially, the FSB um, has oversight in ensuring that we comply with that act overall. And of course, then there is other acts that we've got to make sure that we comply with holistically, like your company's act and so forth. But that is predominantly um, the act that governs us. Um, in terms of getting in touch with uh, the, the exchange and getting involved, how do you go about getting in touch with you guys? Um, it depends in what capacity, but um, if you do go to our website, it's um, www. 
4AX or ZA, um, there are different links. So if you want to get in touch with us and you're interested uh, to be an authorized user or broker, uh, there is a specific link to that and you'll get all the information that you need, including what it will cost you and the fees. If you want to, to invest, um, you want to buy shares in companies that are listed on our exchange, um, you can also go on our website. There is a, a link to a portal and it will basically uh, take you through a process where you do have to register with, we do have to open an account with a broker um, that is authorized by us. And, and like I've said earlier on, we do have a broker at the moment, one at the moment called A-Trade. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they will then um, take the process forward with you in, um, in, in you need to open an account with our registry mm-hmm. and all that information is on the website and and there's a link for basically every particular user, um, mm. depending on your need. One of the things I, uh, I noticed that you guys speak about as being one of the big benefits for issuers, for investors and users, is that there's the removal of minimum fees uh, when trading. So wh- what does Correct. that mean practically? So does that mean I take what I've got and I can uh, begin to make decisions about where to put that on the exchange? Um, how do minimum fees work currently? Maybe okay. that's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. Google, minimum fees work, um, especially uh, not having minimum fees is, is particularly beneficial for smaller trades. Remember, I did say we are targeting your retail investor. So not having minimum fees means... So let me just make a practical example, perhaps. Um, Let's say you wish to trade shares for 5,000 rands. You've got 5,000 rands in your pocket and you want to invest in shares of a particular issuer on our platform. Um, having minimum fees means that before you even, your shares, are, your, your trade is even um, finalized and mm-hmm. cleared, you have already, you already been put out of pocket. Let's say the minimum fees are 500 rands. So essentially, you're not acquiring shares for 5,000 rands in totality. You know, um, and if so, we are basically saying we, we, we do not have minimum fees for trade, but our our trading fees are all inclusive and it's a percentage. So if it's let's say it's um, it's five percent of a five thousand rands, then essentially instead of, of, of parting with five hundred rands, which is probably a minimum fee, um, you're parting with far less. So. It, it, it makes a difference in that sense when you, you, you've got small money to trade, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then um, in terms of the people behind 4AX, I mean, your background is as a CA. Um, who are the different people that make up this uh, institution? And how do you decide to, you know, dream big and decide that you're going to create an alternative stock exchange? <laughs> Um, the people behind it, I mean, are obviously our initial and founding investors. Um, a lot of them are actually participants and people who are active in the financial market space, Google. Um, and, um, and I must say that what started off to, uh, as, as an idea to service a gap in the market. So when the, the MFA was launched, essentially it changed a lot of rules in the, in the space whereby you had a lot of trading that was happening outside of a regulated market space known as the over-the-counter trades. Um, and, 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 and a lot of that was happening, um, for example, your BEE share schemes. Um, and 
And essentially, the FMA basically dealt with that um, all trade that happens needs to happen in a regulated space. So the founding members obviously saw that gap in that. And that was the initial uh, motivation behind it. Mm-hmm. But as they were building up the business plan and doing research and speaking to other fellow players in the market to understand um, if you were to build a new exchange right now, what are the things and and the shortcomings that you would address, then they actually realize that there's a whole lot of other gaps in the market that they can actually address by building, by having that advantage of building an exchange from scratch and building the technology and the model that addresses that. So high level, without necessarily naming the individual shareholders, we have shareholders um, who, are in, uh, in, who are in the corporate finance space. We have shareholders who are in the company secretarial space. We have shareholders uh, who are in the brokerage space. Um, in fact, one of them is a founding shareholder of the Mauritian Stock Exchange. We have one of our shareholders is um, involved in uh, the technology exchange, technology and platform development. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have shareholders who are basically investment companies. So you, you, you'd realize that the whole spectrum of players who have been involved in the space, who have vast experience, and all of them basically came together and built up this model and are backing it up. Mm. One of the big things that certainly in the conversations that have been had about the exchange is about perhaps making financial markets more inclusive. And we hear this quite a lot. I mean, the Reserve Bank is discussing this, Treasury speaking about this since 2009. We've been speaking about inclusive growth, the idea of, um, you know, inclusivity being so important. But what are the barriers to that uh, inclusivity and how do businesses like yours, like this exchange, help with, um, I guess, making those gaps uh, smaller and moving us closer to a more inclusive financial sector? Um, Coco, there's a whole lot of things one needs to look at. I think we've addressed the issue of cost. And, 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 and for me, cost is not just the cost of trading. And I know everybody's focusing on the, menu of, uh, on the issue of the cost of trading, but it's also the indirect costs that I, uh, I imposed on a small retail entity or SME that is uh, participating in an exchange, you know. Um, and a lot of them are your cost of ongoing obligations and compliance. So, and, and, and so a lot of people who, or a lot of companies that do want to get involved and participate in markets actually shy away from it because it becomes too expensive for them and therefore a bit cumbersome and, 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 and really not profitable for them. Mm. Um, so we, we basically, and hence that's why we're an exchange that um, our model is predominantly built around um, our technology and built an infrastructure that will ensure that we reduce our overheads um, without going into much detail, but there's a whole lot of things that we've cut out in just our business model and the running of the exchange itself to make sure that we do not pass the cost down to the issuers or the companies that are listed on the exchange. Mm-hmm. And then also our ongoing compliance without necessarily relaxing the regulations and the rules, we make sure that the compliance don't impose unnecessary excessive costs on the issuer. Maybe a, an easy example, for instance, is um, instead of having a, 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 a verified list of auditors that we say, if you are listed on our exchange, you must 
get one of these guys to audit you, which essentially end up being predominantly the big firms, mm-hmm. we basically say, you choose, you can use ABC um, accountants across the road from your house who will cost you less as long as they are certified by, the, by Herba, um, which we believe is the regulatory body of auditors and they're in good standing with Herba. Therefore, so it's, it's, it's all those little uh, compliance rules that we have built into our model that make sure that we don't impose or we don't overreach in such a way that we burden the issuer with unnecessary and expensive and cumbersome ongoing compliance costs. Mm. So that is one. So that actually means Koko uh, Mthonga, who's, uh, who's trying to grow her, her, her small business into something bigger, can actually put herself out there in a, in a regulated environment and raise capital without the ongoing cost of compliance that is too excessive, that it makes the point of being listed almost expensive and, um, and not effective. So that is one. And the other thing that we are promoting is obviously access to information. Um, we want to make sure that um, people understand how a stock exchange works, or if you have actually invested, um, that you, 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 you understand what affects the performance of your shares and so forth. And we do that really through um, how we disseminate information that affects the stock movements, um, how we disseminate information around any corporate actions that happens, mm-hmm. but also just... Um, what we have also done is we've also just signed an agreement with um, the Gauteng province to, 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 to do um, certain investor education because we do realize that there's a lot of um, segment of our population of people who probably do not understand how a market works and that they themselves actually can take a portion of their bonus and put it into a stock market should they have an appetite for it. Um, so, and that has to come with awareness and education. So we have actually committed and embarked and have structured agreements that will allow us and give us um, access to those um, to those communities to those populations to actually do that investor education that's the CFO of the For Africa Exchange, Lindiwe Ndlela. And of course, as mentioned, you can find all the information about one of South Africa's newest exchanges on 4ax.co.za.